Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. Uh... It's a it's a big one today because I feel like this is semi a uh, payoff episode to a storyline that has been is it, is it fermenting is that the word ferment like a that's yeah, the word yep. right? mm-hmm. fermenting. fermenting yeah sure uh, is that how you pronounce it yes fermenting. okay it's been fermenting for months now a little more than three months it's to be word. exact uh, since June first some people would have picked. This date. Uh, but I will say this. The Mets have responded. The Mets have responded. This was in Dallas had a front row seat to this happening. The Atlanta Braves taking it to the green and gold out in Oakland. And uh, what was that? What's couple the of hard today's Thursday? So Tuesday night. A couple of hard fought games. It was really hard fought games. You know, the fact that <laughs> the fact that the Oakland A's scored nine runs and still it was lost. Fucking, it, it felt like it was nine to nine in the second inning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that is lineup they, fucks, man. <clears throat> yeah. Just don't just don't roll into Oakland thinking shit's just gonna roll over for you. You know what I'm well, saying? That's the I mean, take home message. Did. You still did. That's the take home message. But I mean, look, did you win a game? Hard five. No. Hard five. That, we're not look, we're not here. Like you can I, I choose to find victories in other places outside of just the wins and loss column. Okay. okay. So you're a, you're a moral victories guy. 
I, you can call it what you will. I mean, okay. it could be a, a, a victory of morale. It mm-hmm. could be a victory of skills. I mean, there's just, there's a lot, you know, I just, I don't get, I get too hung up in the, in the W's and L's, mm-hmm. you know, these days. <clears throat> That's just, yeah, I, I feel like I'm bigger than that. It's been a, it's been a long couple of days on Twitter fighting with stupid people. I mean, if you're, if you have a big enough audience on Twitter and you've been on Twitter long enough, you will lose all hope and faith in society because it's a very eye-opening experience to to really have that true realization how many stupid people are out there in the world. There's a lot of them. There's a whole ton of them. Me trying to say that the Atlanta Braves have been the best team in baseball since for the last three plus months and then have Dodger fans come in and be like, no, the Do- the, are you kidding me? The Dodgers are the best and you, uh, we're so, our magic number's down to six. And blah. Okay, we get it. The Dodgers are the best team in baseball. I said since June 1st. Well, if you look at these numbers and that, the only numbers that matter are the wins and losses. And when you look at the wins and losses, the Atlanta Braves have been the best team in baseball since June 1st, which is <clears throat> three months and change now that we're talking about. Over that span, uh, they've had the best record. And the Mets... How many division games have they played during that time? I could probably figure that out. And how many have been against the Mets? I think they're, what, two, uh, seven and five against the Mets? Over that span? Uh, you're the one who looked this arbitrary date up, not me. I'm asking, yeah, I think, asking I think they're seven and five seven against five. the Mets. Sounds... Does that sound right? No, sure. I feel like they uh-huh. they beat the Mets three out of four, but they also lost four out of five to them. And they might have split the second series. I want to say they're about 500 against the Mets. I'm going to figure that out right now. This is a guess. Educated um, guess. Yeah, and, I mean, and it's not, you know, it's not to, not to shit on the rest of the division, but uh, <clears throat> how those Nats doing? <laughs> how uh how those how those fish do funny that's funny yes because actually i think the phillies during that span are the second or third best team record wise in baseball braves are seven and nine against the mets this year mm. so if you bring up division that's a bad take the phillies are like i think well, third well, well, why is it a bad take well, because just, the phillies I'm are like third simply, since june first and the mets are questions. second the I'm Braves. simply asking questions. I'm, I would love to hear from you, Joseph. <laughs> the Braves are five and seven against the Mets since June first. So Braves I had it five. Okay, Braves are five and seven against the Mets. So not since June not 1st. a winning record against that team in their division since June first. Yeah. Again, since June first. So and yes. to your point, Jared, the only numbers that matter, what'd you say, are wins and losses. Correct. Um, so they have more losses than they do wins against yep. the Mets. Um, yep. What about 63 the and 24, 63 and 24, best record in baseball since June 1st. But the Mets, <clears throat> the Mets over that same span. And this is what I was arguing with people about so heavily, people that were calling it a collapse. The Mets are 53 and 34 over that same span. That's a winning percentage of 609. You can't have a north of 600 winning percentage. And then call that a collapse. That's just not how that works. And then I had idiot <clears throat> Yankee fans. They were tweeting me being like, oh, so it's not a collapse for the Mets, but it is for the Yankees. 
Yeah. If you have a fucking losing record during the time that the, the team behind you caught you, then that is a collapse. You can't have a 609 winning percentage and no, hold, call that a collapse. No, is it? Let, let's just put it another way. If the New York Mets were on pace to set the French, set the, set the winning, set the record for most wins in a season by a team, if the New York yeah. Mets were on pace to do that, and then the New York Mets had one of the worst records in baseball in the second half, if, if the New York Mets did that, would we call that a collapse? Dallas, they weren't even just on pace to break the record. They were on no, they pace were to, to shatter the record. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but the, they were on pace say, for just, 120 wins at one point. Let's put it another way for the New Yorkers. Let's put it another way. Huh? You're on pace to set the fucking franchise record. I mean, you're going you're to win more fucking ball games than anybody. And now you're going to lose it fucking record the second <laughs> half. You're telling me that's not a collapse? Mm-hmm. What the fuck do you call it? Yeah. It's not an anti-Yankee narrative. It's just applying logic. That would go for any team, any team that's on pace to break the Major League Baseball record for franchise wins in a season that now has a losing record in the second half of that season. Yeah, that's that's not good. That's a huge, huge skid. Bad. And that's why you're talking about salvaging what you had at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Because that's Yankees are 21 and 27 in the second half. That team early on, that team nobody wants a part of. Like a nasty Nestor dealing, a Garrett Cole doing his job. Like nope. Nobody wants any part of that. Yeah. Like you feel and that bullpen was on its best behavior, even with some guys out. I mean it was come on, it was lights out. But that's the idea is you'd love to be playing that kind of baseball at the right time. They're not playing that kind of baseball right now. But if you're a Yankee fan, this is where you get to say, well, that's what happens when you kick the shit out of everybody for as long as we did. You're afforded this little step back, how they (laughs) want to view it. It's not a collapse. They want to view it as a little step back. And when you say it that way, I I understand it. I get it. Because, yeah, it's kind of like the Astros. You're afforded an opportunity to rest some guys. You're afforded an opportunity to do some things that other teams might not be in a position to do. And it's simply because of the work you've put in at such an early part of the season. And then you sustained it for so long. So like it or not, the Yankees are still in a pretty good spot. (laughs) It is that like, you're not taking anything away from that, but I mean, what's, what's that division lead look like now? Cause that division lead. And what do we got? We got 25 games left. Maybe. Yeah. So 25, 25 game, 25 games left with a five game lead. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's gonna take a, that's gonna take another lull, like a big lull for the Yankees for the Rays to gain ground and make it even more competitive. But that's not to say it can't be done. No, yeah, I mean they just swept the Red Sox, and they're getting Very Wander back, and they're getting Wander back, and mm-hmm. they they got a three game series with the Yanks this weekend. This weekend, yeah, mm-hmm. and Glasnow's coming back. Big time, yeah. Just had a little rehab start uh, yesterday. And I mean, start isn't like, I think he went one inning, but. Yeah, I don't know, man. I wouldn't say, if we're going back to the Mets on this, uh, is there a word that's not collapse that's like a miniature? Like a miniature. Uh, A a free fall? No, I don't even think it's just like they. I think a free fall, a free fall, a free fall. During a time time when the Mets were good. 
fuck are we during, doing? During a time where the Mets were really good, the Braves were great. That's all it is. Well, the Braves were great. They were the best. They were the best. Well, see, you're looking at this through. You're looking at this through a long sample size. I don't think that's fair. You got to do short sample sizes. I mean, losing a fucking game to the Pittsburgh Pirates and losing a series to the Nats. They're a big league franchise, and you'll respect them as such. No, they raised bad team. Bad team. That not only they got outscored twenty-two to four in a three-game stretch. Just doesn't have as much depth as some other rosters. The Nats. You could call it. You could call it a collapse over the last week. Heard that they choked in the last week here. The series isn't. I mean, the season's not over. They're on collapse watch. I'll tell you that right now. Because they're on collapse watch. This could become a collapse if the Mets go on to lose the NL East by like fucking eight games. Yeah, then it's like, all right, yeah, you you guys. It's not only that right there, and you blew it. It's that to blow it at this point in the season, which is their easiest schedule after saying all year how easy the Braves' schedule would be. It's not only a collapse, it's a what it's a mental collapse and it's a punch in the face for every Mets fan. They're playing Miami, the Cubs, Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, then Oakland, then Miami again, Braves, then the Nats. So they have Milwaukee and the Braves. They have one that, legit series left cuz even yeah. the Braves have been fucking terrible in the second half too. The Brewers. And the Brewers. <clears throat> Man. They have one legit series left this year. For some reason, we just haven't even talked about or entertained what's going on in the NL Central. (laughs) That's fine. We don't have to. But what is there to talk about? You're you're goddamn right. (laughs) Well said, Carabas. Well said. You see, people are like, oh, did you see that Cardinals come back last night? Fucking five runs in the bottom of the ninth. It's like, yeah, Yeah. like that. Cardinals are a great team. No, no, I'm oh, just okay. saying like I that. Thought, I, like I expect that from the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals are legit, but they're in a division where there's no contenders. Really, we should show some some love because they also got um, <clears throat> Flaherty back. Yes, yeah. Our uh, Flaherty came back the day of our last podcast recording. Yeah, that went way under the radar. Well, well, I, I I'm curious to see how, like what role he's going to fill though. Flaherty, forward. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, he's definitely one of those dudes. It's like, I just want to get in there. <clears throat> Whatever role like, they have you know, for him, I'm sure he'd be happy to fill it. I don't think he's like, I, I need to oh, be in the rotation. For the no, no doubt. No, no doubt. No doubt. You're, you're just, yeah. you're, you're happy to be getting outs. Like you have an expectation yeah. of yourself baseline, no matter what, no matter where you're at, you think like, all right, if I've shown, if I've shown that I'm good, like I, I need to be here now. All right. Let's fucking put some respect on my name. But you know that you got to earn that. You know you got to get back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just mean, I guess I'm curious, <clears throat> like going going forward, like going into the postseason. Well, hold you know, on. They- let's 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 wait to blow the Cardinals for a second because that uh, this this Mets Braves narrative needs to be broken down from every which way. If you're the Atlanta Braves, you've done everything in your power to. To catch the Mets, which they've done, and and Dallas, what, what did you? <laughs> I I happened to I happened to hear the broadcast. Um, I was watching some of these A's games. Oh. Couple couple of couple of notes that I have from yeah. the A's broadcast. Uh, <laughs> first one being, you know, I did happen to see Matt Olson hit a three run home run in his mm. first game back in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, it 
it looked like or it sounded like your mic was broken. Like I didn't hear you. You didn't say anything. No. Yeah. There's not much to uh, <clears throat> not much to say when when <clears throat> just you know some other dude on on the other team hits a homer. You know, it just is what right. it is. Yeah. Whatever. Well, Kipe was talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he had plenty to say. How come you didn't take a turn? Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, you got to find that balance, Jared, uh, between the three S's. Like I tell you, silence, stories, and statistics. And mm-hmm. uh, the, three the statistics had spoken for themselves. I had just told a story prior to Matt Olson coming to the plate, and uh, then Matt Olson hit a home run. And so I figured that was a great time to just shut the fuck yeah. up. Sure. Uh, and then the other note that I had was that uh, you basically. Uh, more or less called Joey a pussy on the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was. Um, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I got to tell you this, Jared. Oh, I'll there, explain. There, there, yeah, are some, there, there, there are some fans. There are some fan Man, I. I truly don't uh, appreciate how many people listen to what we do, because, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of folks who who are very in on the whole like, hey. Uh, you tell your partner, you tell the YouTuber that <laughs> the uh, YouTube guy <laughs> that uh, he needs to be a fucking man and he needs to plant his flag because we're not afraid to fly our flag in Braves country. So he needs to he needs to get right or he's going to get left behind was so, was sort of the 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 messaging that I'm paraphrasing for you very very loosely. There, there was some some threats made and I wouldn't you know I'm not going to go any farther, but it was. It was surprising. It was eye-opening to see how many people realized just how big of a baby back bitch one could be perceived as. Joe, I'm not calling you that baby mm-hmm. back bitch. I'm not saying you're a pussy who won't plant a flag. Those aren't my words. I would um, tend to disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he basically <clears throat> called you a pussy on the broadcast. I heard it. And there's no. Oh, there's you no, did. I you caught did? it. I caught it oh, at yeah. the very end of the game, dude. Yeah. Fucking time, time was ticking down. He said, "Let me just get this out real quick. No one will ever know." Yeah, I fucking no heard. No one will ever know. Yeah, he was like, he was oh, like, yeah. Wow. So you know, there's there's some Braves fans out there that for whatever reason, maybe they're scared. Uh, they they don't want to say anything about the Braves coming back and actually, you know, winning these games and catching the Mets. I don't know if it's uh, if they're cowards or what. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I, mean, I am a coward. I just really didn't think after the Mets freaking took four out of five against the Braves, self-proclaimed, the whole world's calling them the champs. I really didn't think with the schedule they had, playing the Nats a thousand times, two series against Pittsburgh, one in Oakland, playing the shittiest record, shittiest teams, and having a ten and a half game lead at one point could really blow that lead. I really didn't think that was possible. It's proven that that is possible and it has happened. Mm-hmm. So, am I a bitch? I guess. But it, it kind of it's a bad look for the Mets. I'm just going to say that. I Why think is it a bad I, look? Because well, I may look like a bitch and it's a bad look for me because I didn't predict <laughs> it, but it's worse for the Mets because everything I just said, easy schedule, 10 and a half game lead. You fucking beat us four out of five. You had the trumpets going. You know, you're dunking in my mentions. You had the trumpets You had everything going for you. You had everything going for you. And now. Now look at you. Now look at you. And now what? You know what? I I don't want to. Mets technically alone in first place, though. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to downplay that. That's true. They got a little half stock right now. Yeah. They're alone in first place. Um. 
if no never mind i don't want to put that out there what no if what if what if what if what if max scherzer doesn't come back from his injury then (laughs) how does that affect the mets playing all these bad teams that you're gonna say nope I think that's what you were going to say. I think it was something no, about Max Scherzer no, it's, not it's coming not, back. It's, it's, it's not. It's genuinely not. Because Max Scherzer is not making his start tomorrow night. No, and that's fine. I, I, there, there's, there's one thing that sinks this med ship. That's and if I'm Jacob DeGrom can't stay nope. healthy. Nope. <clears throat> I have a Jacob DeGrom stat I wanted to share with you. Please share with the class. Uh, his last 34 starts. 203 in the third innings, a 164 ERA, 313 strikeouts, and a 0.689 whip. His last 34 starts. Nice. 313 That's, strikeouts in 203 in a third innings. So you're telling me essentially his last full season's worth of work is, is equivalent to like Pedro's best season. Yeah. Yeah. Cy Young caliber. I'm pretty sure, like Pedro's 99 season, I believe he had 313 strikeouts exactly. What was his ERA? Uh, it's weird. I think his ERA, his ERA was higher in 99 than it was in 2000. I think it was in the twos in 99, and then in 2000 it was in the ones. Let me see, Pedro. One six four is is that we said right? One six four. A one six four. That's so in 1999. Pedro Martinez had a 207 ERA in 213 in the third innings with 313 strikeouts. The following year, uh, he had a 174 with 284 strikeouts in 217 innings. Damn, that's like Robbie yeah, Ray so- levels strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's a lot of strikeouts. That's, but I would want to. I want to. I want to point one small thing out because we got to give love to DeGrom. But if we're talking mm-hmm. strikeouts, there's a one pitcher who has more strikeouts per nine than him. Probably maybe more than one. But one specifically, that's Spencer Strider. Shout out to Spencer Strider. Mm-hmm. You see his like, warm-up routine? He like just like does some like yoga shit. Oh, the yeah. guy's on another planet. Fucking guy doesn't eat meat, has the biggest fucking quads in the world. How does that happen? This yeah, guy's- he's, he's plant-based, plant-based protein guy. Plant-based, fucking Jack. Wait, what? Mustache. He's got a peace sign on his glove. He's Hold he's on. into the chakras and shit, bro. Like he's he he doesn't eat meat. Mm-mm. But he throws a hundred and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a heavy, See, like that's heavy like the, heater. That's got to be genetics. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a it's a combination of genetics and taking care of yourself. Yeah, like you can't just one day decide I want to I want to throw a baseball really fucking hard. Like some people are gifted and can do that, and mm-hmm. some people, no matter how hard they try, can't do that. <laughs> no, but you could you could build and get better at that, and you're probably eventually going to hit a plateau. Yes, but some are just some come pre-designed to do that. Sorry, yeah. Jared. Some of us are just out of the box, ready to roll. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why it's bullshit. <clears throat> you know how many geeks probably just have the gift of being able to throw 97 and either they never know or they 
discover it and they become big leaguers and they don't deserve it. Yeah, that should happen. Should all have been the time. me. It well, should have been me, Dallas. Yeah, yeah no, I, I know where you're. I, I know what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah, it should have been me. Velocity is a lot of things. Velocity is one of those. One of, of those things. Like people. What a missed opportunity. How many times has a guy just like a shortstop in high school? It turns out, oh shit, you're throwing like 92 from shortstop. You never really pitched, and then they just become a pitcher and get drafted because all throw. the time. Yeah, all the time. Yep. Yeah. Athletes, athletes, man, Pure can't athletes. teach it. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, just like you know, legs. Either you got them or you don't. There's nothing you can do about it if you don't. That that is that's, <laughs> that's big scientific time facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah we actually had a true. we actually had a scientist on the other day and asked him, mm-hmm. uh, you uh, know, if you don't have that? legs, is that something that you can work at? And he was like, absolutely that. not. No, I mean, like <laughs> if you don't have them at all, yeah. like you can't mm-hmm. grow a pair <laughs> for sure. Not like that's yeah. not a thing. Maybe that's but, what he thought that I meant. Yeah, that's got to be <laughs> what he thought you meant because. <laughs> no, you could I think, definitely you could definitely build them up. Yeah, no, you, you can't. Which sucks. It sucks. You can't do anything about it's, it. But. Spencer Strider is literally the an, anti Jared Carabas. Complete. Why? Opposite. He's tall as fuck. You're not. Guys. You're not tall either, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm taller than you. Let's. Just, no, you're not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I'm shorter than you. So. Whatever. This is. I'm definitely taller than you. Who cares? <laughs> you do. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think you are. You don't think I'm taller than you? No. Do we have a picture together? Uh, yeah, dude. I'm way I've taller. I've been than next you. to both of you at the same time. I've got an assessment here. <laughs> Would you like to hear it? <laughs> yeah. Who's taller, Dallas? Well, depending on if Jared uh, has all of his hardware in or not, um, <laughs> I don't think that really matters. Honestly, no, it definitely matters. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say the, the gap closes a bit, but I'm <laughs> the gap closes a bit. <laughs> I'm trying to find a picture of me and Joe because I, I guarantee you wanna... I'm taller than this motherfucker. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't want to shoe shame Jared. Yeah, I got. I got nice then. sneakers. Um, yeah, there's a picture of us sitting down. You look like a little bitch sitting next to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm like six and a half hands high. Joe, you're probably seven hands high. Mm, not bad. Yeah, but back to Strider. Massive legs. Jared, not a strong suit. Jared, known for chicken nuggets. Strider, fingers. never had one. Mm. Never had one? Jared's a power bat. Not, I guess you are known for your pitching, too. You're more of a, t- you're a two-way guy, but. <laughs> he's, he's not a two-way guy. <laughs> I'm a two-way guy. <laughs> you don't think Jared's not a two-way guy? I'm definitely a two-way guy. Struck out Alex Bregman and out homered everyone in the Barstool Home Run Derby in 2018. Never. The entire never, first round. Never struck ways. out Alex Bregman. Yes, I did. No, no. You may have thrown a pitch by him. You may have thrown a strike to That's, him. How do you get a strikeout, Dallas? Well, you make you do that multiple times. You're an idiot. You're a baseball broadcaster <laughs> and you don't know this stuff. You got to do that multiple times. That you should, you know what, Jake? You should you should try and get some money out of Dallas to delete that audio because it's going to ruin his reputation. <laughs> you got to do three of them. Yeah. Dumbass. It's all right. It's all Anyways. Right. <clears throat> yeah, Spencer Strider is probably going to win the National League Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Uh, Michael <laughs> Harris, the second, has some things to say about that. Ah, 
He does, but he doesn't. Also, hey, can we fucking talk about Vaughn Grissom? Yeah. Oh, Jesus God. Christ. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. This is why the fucking Braves. I mean, for fuck's sake, this guy. I, I like. Come on, knock the other way. Okay, all right. It's a good piece of hitting. This this guy's fucking. He looks toolsy. Looks kind of fucking lengthy too. You know, even for okay, another knock. All right. That's that's a double. Oh well, shit. Yeah, he got around that one. Good arm. Guy's moving around. A fuck another knock. All right, there's three. Son of a bitch. Is that four? Are you fucking four for five tonight? For fuck's sake. Then the next day, just picks up right where he left off. Like this fucking guy. It's players like that. Right? You lose Ozzy Albies. Ozzy Albies goes down. You're just thinking to yourself, can we get a guy just to kind of, you know, hold the rope for us? Just play some solid defense, you know, maybe give us some good at bats and, and we'll take what we can get offensively, but it, like, catch the ball, throw the ball. And when Ozzy comes back, we're going to, you know, pick up right where we left. Brother, this dude is. I, I got to believe that. Oh, man. When you look around that infield and you can answer this, Joey, and we talked about this. Does Dansby Swanson look around and say, well, I- I'd like a multi-year deal to stay here, too, because everybody else around me fucking has one. I- I'd like to be a part of that gang. Or does somebody like Vaughn Grissom, who can play shortstop, become a lot more attractive to AA Alex Anthopoulos when dangling the contract in front of Dansby Swanson, one that he might not have to go big on because Dansby can see that Vaughn Grissom's here and blah, 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 blah. Like, is there any, is there any thought to that, Joe? I think there's a huge thought. Like, think that's very likely. And why I, I didn't really see Dansby signing with the Braves this offseason. Just no? because of, no, because first of all, same agent as Freddie. I mean, they've extended everyone except him. They have Ozzy locked up and now you got Grissom and Riley, so the infield's pretty much there. And he's coming off his best year, so his price is going up. Sure. So I don't think the Braves are going to have the best offer because they don't really have a reason to. As much that sucks because you love Dansby, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. fucking tearing it up this year. But it doesn't make the most sense to give him. To, it Man. doesn't make the most sense for them to have the best offer. Compared to other Man, teams, Joey, I, I'd, hate, I'd hate for that to just start becoming more and more apparent, like heading into the most crucial time of the season, too. Like, I'm not saying that they're talking about that in the Rays clubhouse. I'm just thinking, you know, the writing's on the wall. You'd hate to see some things pop up and get in the way of uh, of a team rolling, you know, and team chemistry now, which could not be the team chemistry in the future. You'd hate to see that happen, Joey. You would that would not be. Yeah, unfortunate, man. yeah, but that would that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck if Dansby leads a coup. No, um, he would never. No, no, that, that's not. No, if no, 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 you're no, saying no. that Dansby would have a bad attitude, you just said that. I didn't say that. I never said that. I said that you oh, said thought, that. Oh, I thought you said that. No, I, would I never, no, no. I said that you said no, that. No, Dansby did not say that, and that's not who Dansby is. I'm just, you know. I brought up the idea that, hey, with Vaughn Grissom here and doing what he just did, not only in our series, but it's something you guys as fans have been seeing. Has that been a conversation that fans have had with themselves? And it sounds like it's a conversation that Braves fans have had with themselves. 
Vaughn Grissom's here. Dansby Swanson has not been extended. He's the only one quite literally in the starting nine lineup that has not been extended. So, hmm. It's yeah. Vaughn Grissom era. I could see, see Dansby feeling like, what the fuck, man? Why don't I get an extension? I'm from here. But- so that, well, that's my whole point, dude. He's it, like, come on, he doesn't want to be a part of that. So does he? Does he say, look, uh, I can like, if you were ever going to get away with a hometown deal, is Alex Anthopoulos in a perfect spot to get that from Dansby Swanson? Because as a player, this is where you have to decide what's the most important thing to me. Is it winning? Is it the money? Can I find a happy medium between both? Um, coming off what is probably your best season in totality. You're going to be hard-pressed to not want to be financially compensated as much as you should be for that, especially if you get low-balled from your hometown team. That almost makes it easier to just go, are you? Are you? Are we that far off? Like, fuck, I can't even entertain this. Sorry, man, got to go. So it's almost like you hope they make the decision easier for Dansby by either low-balling him or just telling him, look, we're not even going to disrespect you. Like, you've had a great year. We're coming off a... Another great run in the postseason. You're going to get paid. Go get your money. Go get yeah. your cheddar. Yeah, I mean, if they weren't going to overpay Freddie, then I, w- they wouldn't do it to Dansby. Let's just well, be- is Vaughn Grissom to them what Matt Olson is to Freddie to them in their mind? Like, there's been a, I think if you look at overall production, Freddie, I mean, maybe a little better this year. Maybe ben a Olson? little better. See- yeah. Yeah. And if that's the case, how much is Freddie getting for being just that much better than Matt Olson compared to what Matt Olson's getting for doing what Matt Olson's doing? Can you say that again? <laughs> I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> I got lost there at the end. Think <laughs> about what Freddie Freeman is doing, his production, yeah. and what he's being paid. And now think about what Matt Olson is doing and what he's being paid is what Freddie is doing, which is just a little bit more, just that much more is that much more worth the money that they're paying Freddie. Well, the Braves made that decision. They said, no, we're going to take what Matt Olson's doing and what we're willing to pay him to do that. And we feel like that's going to serve us just fine. Yeah, I think. Do they feel that same way about Vaughn Grissom and Dansby Swanson? Yeah, I mean, it's a little different. Obviously, Grissom's played not even a full... I don't even know if he's played a full season in his professional career. If you add up all his minor... He played 22 games in double-A before. Yeah, I don't you know think- what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. But I will say, I, don't, I think the Braves would look at the Matt Olson, Freddie Freeman shit, even, even with Freddie having the better year and Freddie's killing it this year. I don't think they regret that at all. They're probably really happy no. just because no. of the deal they got. Over a longer sure. period of time, Abs- absolutely. Which is why I, which is why I asked what I asked. So, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just busting your balls on the Vaughn Grissom Dansby Dansby ship, but I, I do think it's important to note or important to think about just moving forward. Not now, not this season, because Dansby has shown to be as pro as it gets, man. And that's why fans love him. That's why a lot of people love him is because he's just a fucking really good ball player, just a really good dude. And so, um. I, I hope he's able to hit the free market, if that's the case, with a huge feather in his cap after this season. Yeah, and honestly, going in the year, 
with Freddie gone, it was like, who's going to be the leader? And then, oh, well, I guess it's Dansby because he's been there the longest. And honestly, as a Braves fan, it's like, fuck, really? This guy? Dansby, no <laughs> offense to him, but like he's, you know, the most hot and cold player, but like he stepped sure. up this year and he's gone off, especially well, when we sucked beginning of the year. It was Dansby and he was like carrying the team let, for let me ask you this. a long time. Let me, let me ask you this. Has there been a little different vibe as a fan watching this team? Because it feels like I'm watching a group that is a little looser. Yeah, I would say I would say that that is true just because of the young guys, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm being honest, like, I don't know, because Braves have been fucking loose. Have, but you, it's have also, you not been honest this whole time? You fucking lying? <laughs> I'm going to keep it a buck. Okay. Andre. Because there's also, it's just like a weird cultural thing where if you look at the Braves, um, the American players and the Latin players, where mm-hmm. it's a little bit segregated, if we're being honest. And I'm sure that's okay. just true in every clubhouse where it's like. Obviously, the Braves have had the most fun as like Ozuna doing selfies, Acuna fucking flipping bats and shit. They're fucking goofing. Aredia, mm-hmm. fucking biggest character in terms of being loose, fucking loose. But then you got like Dansby, Austin Riley, Freddie, which is more like button up, more like not as loose. But mm-hmm. now you got Grisham and Michael Harris. It's a more youthful energy where they're more like. You could see it in the dugout, way more wide-eyed, more, mm-hmm. uh, more fun. Gotcha. Yeah. So that I, 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 that's as somebody who watches them every day, and then somebody who doesn't watch them every day and just got to see them twice. That is that is my takeaway from just kind of watching them move around, watching them operate. Fair. And you know who gets lost in all this mix? Talking about Braves rookies. Because oh we go, oh the debate who's gonna win rookie of the year Michael Harris or Strider what they're on the same team holy shit wait Von Grisham too we don't we forgot about this guy what about William Contreras mm. holler fucking all star all star he'll hit twenty all star I mean is it is it safe to say that this could be one of the best catching tandems if not the best catching tandem in baseball Darno and Contreras number one who's better I can't. <clears throat> I'm having a tough time thinking about it right now. We got a couple guys out in Oakland that are pretty fucking good. <clears throat> yeah, dude, that's our chump change. We just sent you over. Yeah, have them. <clears throat> yeah, well, they love him. They have love him, him. And, and we love him. I'm talking about Sean Murphy and Shea Langoliers. That's right. That's who? who I'm fucking talking about. Oh, put some respect on the name. Fucking who? Your fucking feet don't fit around no limb. Who? <laughs> fucking Al? Beat it. Who? Sean Murphy. And Shane, I know who Sean Murphy is. Langoliers. Yeah, no idea who that is. We're talking about You're the Futures learn. Game MVP, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learn about him. Mm. Learn Anyways, about him. Uh, the National League uh, Rookie of the Year discussion is great and all. The American League Rookie of the Year discussion at one point was Julio Rodriguez versus Mr. Pena. Mm. There's someone, a rookie, who has caught J-Rod. I mean, obviously, Mr. Pena fell off, but uh, there is a rookie who caught Julio Rodriguez and wins above replacement. Jared, do you know who that is? Are you, do, you, do you think there's a chance for this individual? That's the question. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I, I think that there's... Because of the, 
the home run derby and like the namesake. Like I think his name carries more weight right now. Like I think that Julio Rodriguez will win the rookie of the year, but it should be a lot closer than I think people realize between J-Rod and Adley Rushman. Adley Rushman. He's right there. Adley Rushman put together. It was, dude, it was so cool to see. Um, Cause when, when the O's came back home, uh, you know, Gunnar Henderson, I think debuted on the road. So he came home and just a fucking huge standing O for the kid, huge standing O. Um, and then, I mean, same for Adley when, when he came to, when he came to bat, he came up in a pinch hit situation late in the ball game, um, two men on and I mean, conceivably nowhere to put him, but he came up in a tight spot and as a young dude in that moment, he didn't swing the fucking bat one time and worked a walk. And it was an absolute display of maturity, strike zone awareness, and and really just confidence all, all in one. You could see it like happily. You're just like, this fucking dude is going to be great. He's going to be great. And then he does something that no other catcher in baseball does. And I don't know how long it will last. Uh, and it might be a thing he does forever. It's something that happened a lot more back in the day. And he meets his pitcher after every half inning, like almost at the line when they're coming off the mound. And whether it's just sort of, you know, reinstilling confidence in him or just a, you know, reinforcement of, hey, at a baby, whatever it is, he's there. And he's walking back with him, kind of doing that same thing. And the reason I say I don't know how long that'll last is because um, it might be a moment where it's like, all right, hey, look, let's get back. We can have that conversation in the dugout. Um, But he might just be the guy who's like, no, this is something I need to do every time to every one of my guys to make sure that we're on the same page. But just little shit like that, watching him, like this dude is going to be a guy for a long, long time. The Orioles are going to be a team for a long, long time. They sure fucking are. I, yeah. I, I feel like, man, if they get, because they've got some boys on the bump that are, that are not to be trifled with as well. I mean, they're rolling. I got a good look at DL Hall rolling that some bitch out there at the back end of a ball game just to get him some innings at the big league level because he's going to be a starter. And that dude's blowing fuzzy baseballs. Fucking Gunner. Gunner Henderson. Gunner Henderson, in my opinion, is like the prototype of the athlete of the future that you got to draft. When you're talking about infielders, and I've said this so many times, there's no position that you're going to be beholden to really anymore. Like you're going to play a certain position, but with all the shifting and shit that goes on, I need you to be flexible. I need you to be mobile, agile, hostile. I need it all. And Gunnar Henderson's that fucking dude. He is. He's also going to give Dansby a run for his money for best here in, in the big leagues. He's not mm. there yet. He's well, not there. I yet. Mean, you can't just you can't just fucking roll up and in week number two claim that crown. You can't do that. Well, he did when he hit his first big league homer mm. and the fucking no. lid doesn't stay on. Jared, that's the yeah, baseball guy. I, I know that, that was, you that that was you his can't submission. Suppress this lettuce. 
Yeah, no, you can't. I agree, but you can't. Because he came you off can't. in his next at bat, too. Yeah, you can't for, do it right now. For those away. of you who missed the fucking round tripper, here's this. Yeah, you can't. We're going to recognize the talent. We're going to recognize that he, uh, he has arrived. But to this point, you can't just crown his ass. Oh, I refuse. Nobody's crowning him. We're just, yeah. you, you don't get to not. Uh, you just did. It. You just fucking tried to. I just told you that when there's when you got baseball god wizardry factoring in, like you got to yeah. like if you want to disrespect the baseball gods, Jared, I'll let you do that. What about the football gods? Uh, they are rubbing their little grubby hands together right now, Jared, mm-hmm. because tonight is there's an football night mm-hmm. of the NFL. When do the Cowboys play, buddy? Fuck cow, cow prime, girls, some more like t- whoa, 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 whoa. fuck whoa. them, fuck them, fuck it, <laughs> easy, pal, easy. Cow, Jared, the Dallas Cowboys playing prime time. Okay, so, yeah, tonight. No, 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 Jared. Sunday prime. Sunday time. night. So the entire world can watch them. Got it. Yes. Got it. Yeah. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, You get paid instantly, even if your team loses. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That is promo code Jared, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um. Okay. Uh, it is September eighth. A little standings check in right now. A couple things that those, I I kind of wanted to highlight. Terribly important uh, right now. No, they're important. They're important. Um, the New York Yankees and the American League East hold a five game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays, who they will play this very weekend, Dallas. Mm-hmm. They play each other this weekend at Yankee Stadium. The Yankees riding a four-game winning streak after beating the Minnesota Twins. And we'll get to the AL Central, that fucking weak-ass division. The Tampa Bay Rays are riding a three-game winning streak after sweeping the Boston Red Sox. My opinion, that was on purpose. Mm. The Red Sox the Red, were... The Red Sox? The Red Sox had just won five straight. Obviously, you don't just win five straight and then lose three straight. The, the Red Sox really fucked the Yankees. So they 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 lost the Tampa on purpose. They'll probably just win another seven straight Tampa. after this. Uh, and then you have the Blue Jays hanging on six and a half back. Six and a half back, game and a half back at Tampa. The Orioles, and we'll get to the wild card, but the Orioles are there as well. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians, my Cleveland Guardians have a two-game lead on both the Minnesota Twins and the Chicago White Sox. 
The point that I wanted to make about the Cleveland Guardians is that if they were in the American League East, they would be in fifth place. That's how garbage that fucking division is. If the it's Cleveland Guardians right the were in the, the American might League not East, win fucking 80 games. <laughs> yeah. The if the Cleveland Guardians were in the American League East, they would be in fifth place. Crazy. Well, Houston's those three got teams, the those three teams, the Guardians, the Twins, and the Pale Hose, th- this is division or bust. It's division or bust for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Houston Astros have an 11 game lead on our Seattle Mariners. They've got the division on lock. Uh, the Mets come into play today, Thursday, with a half game lead. And I, one of the points that I wanted to make earlier big credit to the Mets. I mean, people were sitting all over the Mets for collapsing or whatever. It wasn't a collapse. But also, after the Atlanta Braves win that thriller in Oakland, 10 to 9, to tie the Mets for first place. The real collapse would have been losing a doubleheader to the Pirates the next day to keep slip sliding. They beat the shit out of the Pirates the next day. They took both games. So now they come into today a half game up on the Braves uh, who have won seven straight. But the Mets easily could have caved under the pressure. Everyone be like, oh, you collapse, you collapse. No, no, no. They beat the shit out of the Pirates in a doubleheader. So they have a half game lead over the Braves. Then you have the St. Louis Cardinals. What happened to my Milwaukee Brewers? What the fuck happened to my Brewers? They were in first place fucking two months ago, maybe less, a month ago. And then the St. Louis Cardinals, who, by the way, great team. Like, they should be. This is not like a what the fuck. Like, I'm just more concerned about the Brewers uh, as a Brewer fan. You told us the Brewers were going to win this division, Jared. I told you they were not. Yeah. And here we are now. What's the date today? You would would suck Paul Goldschmidt's toes if he asked you to. September what? Eighth. The Brew Crew got no fucking chance. No chance. What did happen? I know. Do you care to explain what happened? I, I can't. I Christian mean, Yelich just hit a really far homer. I don't know if that's 499 feet. 499 far? feet. This far? 499. Almost um, as far as the gap between you and my fucking St. Lilybirds. Yep. <laughs> whoa. I asked, I asked Yelich. I said, what's 499? <laughs> I said, what's 499 feel like? And he said, fucking gangster. <laughs> 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 that's so good uh, you, yeah you know so, like now, now the quest for 500 you gotta fucking yeah because that's right there that is right, right there there yeah but it was in colorado so so what gives a shit it helps uh so the cardinals have a that's nine it. and a half game lead on the brewers coming to play today the dodgers a 19 game lead on the padres uh this is uh that's not this good. is They're better rap. folks out in san diego yes it's been a wrap since opening day um all right the wild card here's where things get interesting you have the tampa bay rays have a game and a half lead on the mariners who have a half game lead on the blue jays in the american league the baltimore orioles are clinging to it oh. i don't want to say i don't want to say that they've come back down to earth because they're still a good t- 72 and 65. Like that's that's still pretty good. But they they ran into the Blue Jays who uh, Alec Manoa, he's going to handle his business as he did. And uh, they've got their four and a half games out. So with call it four weeks, four weeks to go, four and a half games out. And you missed a golden opportunity. Like the, the third wild card team in the American League is the Toronto Blue Jays. Like you had a real opportunity there to 
to kind of get it. I don't want to say they're out of the race. I don't want to say to get back into the race, but four and a half, like that hurts. That hurts. Uh, and then in the National League, the Atlanta Braves technically right now are a wild card team. Uh, they have a mm. 10 and a half game lead on the Philadelphia Phillies who are tied with the San Diego Padres who hold a four game lead over my Milwaukee Brewers. I feel like I feel like we we these are the playoff teams. I don't think that there's going to be anything crazy happening in the wild card. I don't expect the Orioles to catch the Mariners, got, the Blue you Jays. The, you got the Brewers coming back? No. Mm-mm. I don't. Um cuz they still got business with the birds, bud. <laughs> yeah, I don't mm. I don't think I don't think the Brewers catch the Padres, the Phillies. I think these are your playoff teams. I think what we have left is do the Yankees blow it? And well, the Central, the Central's got to get their shit together, and they can't. So we're not going to know anything until the division is spoken for in the AL Central. That will solidify the last team in the postseason. But who That's gives how a this is going? Fuck. What's well, that matter? Giving a fuck. It all That's comes down to do the Yankees blow it? Who wins the NL East between the Mets and the Braves? And then it's a it's a toss up to see who's going to get mauled in the first round between the Guardians, Twins, and White Sox. I mean, if, if the Yankees blow it, the same two teams are in, or the same three teams are in. So yeah, but people want to know. Well, the, that's just like the division. I mean, the AL East and the AL Central kind of represent the same thing, but just one division has teams that are better than the other division. So it's a matter of whether or not the Rays and the Yankees fight it out for the division. And however that goes, the same three teams, the Yankees, the Rays, and the fucking Jays are all going to be there. The Central, though, all three of those teams, the White Sox, the Guardians, and the, um, the Twins, right? Yeah, uh, they're, they're all battling just for one spot. So That's who it. wins the AL Central? Oh, uh, I would have to look at their schedule, their remaining schedules to really give a... a I would want to know how many times these teams play each other going down the stretch here mm-hmm. and like who ends up because like, I've got to believe that somebody ends the season playing a series against each other here. Can we do that? Uh, no, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now why. And I said this a thousand times, but I think it's still the White Sox and they, they to answer your question, they're playing uh, the twins and the season, but the White Sox next three twins series, play the guards this weekend. So and then playing. they play each other again the weekend after. They're playing a lot, and they're all gonna four they're, game series. They're all just going to go five hundred against each other because they're all equally. And so if that's holy the case, shit! It's a five game. It's a fucking five game series. They got to get a double dipper in. Oh wow, <laughs> that right there, that right there, that's your fucking circle series right there. Five. They play set. each other eight times in the next eleven games. <laughs> yeah, that one, guess two, what? Guess what the fucking who the White Sox are playing during that stretch? Oakland. Ooh, Come get it. They're, Colorado. That, that, starts, that starts today, buddy. Four that game series. Today. Four game c- set against the Pale Hose right here in the town today. today. And the Twins finished with the White Sox. They, That's going to be a, a, as much as all those teams suck and they're irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> it's a dog that, fight. Yeah, it's a dogfight to see who's going to get fucking throttled in the first round. <laughs> it's the thing. It's like you look at this. It's like all these teams have different stakes. See, like the, the White Sox are just – no. everyone counts the White Sox out just because they're the most disappointing team by far. Like they're just embarrassing because they're supposed to be good. Cleveland, no one really thought they were going to win. 
So it's kind of like, wow, and they have all these players who no one knows but are actually performing. So it's like, wow, the Guardians. And then the Twins, the Twins, if the Twins win one, make the playoffs, win one game, it's like that's the that's their World Series. They haven't <laughs> won a playoff game in, what, 20 years? Like, <laughs> there's a lot at stake. There's a lot at stake. 2003. Yeah, like I said, this is a, it's a, it's a fight at the bottom of the pyramid. To see who gets to run up to the top of the pyramid and get fucking get, get sacrificed to the gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I won. You guys suck. See you at the top. <laughs> this is awesome. What do, what do we do up here? What's this? Uh, this is a really cool view. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That table looks comfy. I'll just lay it out. Ooh, this little slab right here. I mean, it could be softer, but hey, you know, whatever. Winner's a winner. What do you got that big blade out? <laughs> ah! What the <laughs> Fuck, this is not how I had this going. This is It's not gonna end well. But I'm gonna tell yeah. you something for the White Sox. Buckle up, White Sox fans. You this is your opportunity to say you're back. Because the next ten games Oh, oh no, who are they, you? <laughs> who are you? Fucking they've been trying Sally to say save it. the winning spirit over here. You they've can't been, say shit. They've been about trying a White to Sox say they been trying to now's the time. You need to go to bat for your squad. Trust for, me. If you're gonna listen. trust anybody, trust the YouTuber who won't plant a fucking flag on his first place fucking club. Trust Plus that he. you trust the fucking YouTuber because the YouTuber knows what he's doing and he's looking at the schedule right now. He's got it pulled up on his computer. All right. <laughs> So when all the when the freaking guardians and the freaking twins are battling out to the death against each other, beating themselves up, playing five game series, double headers, blah blah blah. The Tigers next ten games, Oakland four games, Colorado three games, one game against Guardians. Steal that they're going to be tired, and then they play who they play Detroit. No, yeah, Detroit. Did I say Detroit already? You mm-hmm. said Detroit 10 games, and I didn't really get that. So. Detroit, Detroit, Oakland, and the fucking Rockies. Over the next 10 games? Yes. Yeah, they got four in Oakland, seven or three in Detroit, and then three in Colorado. Or four here, three in Colorado, three in Detroit. Plus one against the guards. Plus one against the guards. Yeah, so hey, I'm going to tell you right now, don't fuck around and stub your toe in the town here over this next four-game set. Mm-mm. Don't. Don't let that happen. And they're doing Don't it for Don't let that loose. happen because there's going to be some folks pitching with a chip on their shoulder this series, right? guy named James Caprillion was told, hey, man. Oh, God. Might have to go to the <laughs> bullpen, figure some things out. And you know what? Things change, Mox. Things change. You're the quarterback now. And Cap is right back in that fucking rotation. Right back in there. Pitching with a chip on his shoulder. I would say that uh, the White Sox have a bigger chip on the shoulder because the, I don't know if you remember this, but the Oakland freaking athletics fired mm-hmm. LaRusa, said, get out of here. You suck. They spit on yeah, him. No, I, I, I and think now, that's probably been worked out. It's been mm-hmm. a while. They don't yeah. forget. They don't forget. No. That's their skip. And now, no, and I, now think the, uh, I think the World Series in St. Louis helped help that. Yeah. There's some things that have gone on they, since then, Joseph. They fired him even after all, all he did for that organization. Who, Bob Guerin? <laughs> I mean, don't even get me started. That was another fucked yeah. up thing they did, but. <laughs> yeah, that was super fucked up. La Russa, Super on, fucked up. Have you seen his charity work with the cats and shit? Tony La Russa? <laughs> with, with the cats and shit? Yeah. 1989 World Series champ. 
Yeah, and you know, I don't know when he's if he's going to come back, and I don't know what's going on with that. But I've made the White Sox a rally for him. Mm-hmm. It's a big we're, series. We're gonna no find point. out. I mean, we're Eloy. See, Eloy. Eloy's been hitting some fucking mammos. Doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I might have to. Put it it on seems like they've lineup. really been clicking with Tony out of the room. Oh, don't fucking well, step on Tony. Come on, bro. I'm just saying. Well, show some well, a lot of people are pointing to that. You both have just people. been shitting on him right now. What do you I'm not. Mean? I'm just making an observation. I'm just making an observation that uh, it seems like the White Sox have really been clicking since since Tony hasn't been Says in the room. Says the guy who, who freaking represents the organization that fucking fired him, didn't care about his family's well-being, dude. Put him out of a job. I mean, both of our organizations. I don't know who you're talking to. I was talking to <laughs> Dallas. Okay, the Red Sox, I think, fired him probably the most recently. Most right? recently, yeah. what? So if, yeah, I didn't so even if anybody that. hates him, it's it's the Boston Red Sox. So he wasn't I think skip. he, he, I think he quit. I don't think he got he, fired. He I think quit. he quit. I think he quit. I think he was like, "Oh, Dave Dombrowski's not here anymore. I'm out of here." I think that's what happened. He's like, "I was am I am I late for the beer and chicken? Is this not? <laughs> I thought this is where I was. I guess I'm late. All right. Sorry, Jared. <laughs> I'm over that." Yeah, no, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, no, I know, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, speaking of beer and chicken, mm-hmm. nothing goes better with some chicken like a like a blue moon. Moon me, Jake. Yeah, I've been saying it. And uh, shout out to everyone who listens to the podcast that you know tweets us and tags us and pictures of them drinking an ice yeah. cold blue moon. Tweeting at Blue Moon, oh. being like, "Hey, I've been listening to Baseball is Dead, and made me want a Blue Moon." I want to see, see those. Sh- I want to see some moon shots. You know what I yeah. mean? Like maybe a mm-hmm. moon under the moon. Mm-hmm. While you're oh. getting a good look at another moon, if you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about, huh? yeah. Because I mean, you know, after a couple moons, everybody's ready to moon. Holla. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I've been saying. Because baseball and beer go hand in hand and Blue Moon is the perfect stadium companion with its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, iconic orange slice ritual and authentic ballpark roots. Mm. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark first created at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. Citrus. From the first pitch to extra innings, a Blue Moon guarantees a -a one-of-a-kind beer experience every time. (sighs) Uh, Dallas, I know what games you'll be watching because you uh, are contractually obligated to be watching the Oakland A's. But Joe, this weekend, there's one series that you had in mind that you want to be watching with a blue moon in hand. What, what series are you going to have on? Fucking Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves? Who are they playing this weekend? Seattle. Oh, wow. That's a good, that's a great series. Yeah, late night. Late we got night, some that great- West Coast look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crowd goes wild over there. They got great broadcast booth. You know, I'm sticking with the home team. I'll be listening to the Braves guys. Um, but they I did listen to Dallas. I did team. listen yeah. to Dallas, though. I will say that the only broadcast team that I will sacrifice the Braves broadcast. Much respect. Much respect. Yeah, it's good to see Frenchie. Yeah, we got some we'll good see. series coming we'll up this weekend, man. Yeah. Uh, Which one are you locked in on, Jared? Outside of the Red Sox, because God knows you're not watching that on a big TV. Um, no. Yeah, who's, um, getting, who's getting the big TV treatment? Uh, Rays Yankees. Rays Yankees. Yankee that'll be a good one. Confirmed, Jared. Big Yankee guy. Uh, no, just a big, 
competitive baseball guy. I'm a big, this game means something for both teams guy. You know, like if you're looking to scratch that playoff, well, that, Braves, itch, that Braves Mariners game. Means that's what I said, but those will be different times. They're on the West Coast. That game's at 940. This game's at 705. Could be waxing moons with that on the he, fucking big yeah. screen. Also, by the way, that's an Apple TV game. Braves Mariners. Mm, no free uh, ads. Oh. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> oh, Those guys Joe's suck, dude. <laughs> wow. They don't know Damn. ball. I thought there's usually two Apple TV games. There appears to be only one this Friday. Nope, I lied. Guardians Twins, Apple oh. TV. Yeah. But you know I'll what? be... Uh, I'll be drinking Blue Moon as I as I watch those Guards, Twins, Rays, Yankees, and Mariners, Braves. Just drinking Blue Moons, watching some competitive baseball from its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind beer. It's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth. Creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer? Well, you can get something that's one of a kind. Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Blue moon. Break out of your same old beer slump. Blue moon Belgian white is one of a kind every time. Get Blue Moon Belgian White delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to see your delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon, made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, I saw... I saw on, like, the subreddit because... We couldn't say every fucking time anymore in the ad, uh-huh. but the fans, they were like, I enjoy a blue moon every single fucking time. And I was like, see, they do. They do. I These marketing agencies, me- man, you got to let us do our thing. We can come up with a catchphrase for you that'll stick. Yep. Make it People work. be like, hey, man, I'm drinking a blue moon. And I, I honestly, I love it every single fucking time. Just give me. Yeah, just just. Give us, give us the notes. Give us the cliff notes. We'll Just give me the, the ball. Shit. Pass sell me the, the rock. Shit. Sell the shit out of it every yeah. fucking time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fact. That's a fact. Uh, I thought you were going to tell me that you saw on the subreddit that Chad Pinder became the Oakland A's organizational leader for pinch hit home runs. I saw no, no one cares, cares at all. I no do. One gives a you fuck. went to you know where you went to college. Tell me uh, where. The Virginia Tech, my favorite. Yeah, that boy, yeah, that boy. I, I saw him play with my, with my mom. We went to the ACC championship game. Whatever, Whoa, whatever the fuck Whoa, that was. That is, oh man, yeah. what? That's a, what? Sorry to hear, him? bro. 
Maybe did I did I hear that wrong? Dude, don't be weird. She's listening, bro. <laughs> don't be fucking Jared's weird. mother listens to this? <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> we listen to it together. Whoa! Easy. That's not That's, true. So you and your mother, or you where'd you see him play? Uh we saw him play at the ACC championship game tournament, which was in North Carolina. Where it's the pl- it's the same place. Ball Durham. Durham. Mm. What a great year. Uh, a lot of people don't talk when they bring up Chad Pender, they don't talk about that um magical season, which was, I don't know, twenty twelve, probably. <laughs> Ish. Great, mm. great season for the Hokies. Yeah. Attorney so shout out. In the program, some would say. Was, was mm-hmm. the arrival of Chad Pinder, the Chad Pinder era. Mm-hmm. They're still talking about it. Oh, yeah. That's really where Pindergarten began. Pindergarten. And then he got drafted and started taking everybody to school. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out to the subreddit group who were all over Chad Pinder's monumental achievement. Because that's mm-hmm. a big deal. Coming off the bench, dropping dick like that, <laughs> leading the Oregon bombs, bench bombs. Yeah. Do you know what, uh, know what else is a big deal, Dallas? Mm. Uh, 50% off deals. Those are big deals. Today? Mm-hmm. Today. Yadier Molina. And Adam And Wainwright. Adam Wainwright will be making their 324th start together. That's a big deal. Tying Bill Freehan and Mickey Lowlich <laughs> for the most starts by a battery of all time. That's awesome. That is that pretty cool. Is I don't know who the fuck those other guys are, but. Awesome. You don't know who Mickey Lowlich is? No. You know who Bill Freehan is, Jared? No. You got to do your homework, buddy. You gotta do Who's that? Homework. You got to start appreciating the past. Barabbas. Appreciate who's that? The fu- they're fucking tiger greats. What do you mean? Who is that? Yeah, I don't know who those people are. Clean it up. You know who fucking Mickey Lolich is? No. It's all right. He's old. Maybe I only know him because he's a left-hander. Yeah, it could be. Or maybe Joe, you know who those people are? Respect the fucking game. <laughs> uh, the lefty? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You talk of that shit. But that's a big deal, dude. Come on. In this day deal. and age, in this day deal. and age, yeah. in the day of free agency, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. And that speaks to both of these foundational pillars of this organization and their ability to stay healthy, their ability to pitch and battle through other shit. Because you're, you're not going that long running optimally physically that's just not how it goes you 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 spend the first week feeling really good of a season and then the next seasons you just <laughs> you you piece it together and these dudes have been going at it for quite a while so to see them that that just uh when you look up and you've got two guys like hall of fame caliber guys that have been a part of your franchise for so long together you you have to step back and really appreciate these dudes, not only because of what the what what they've done production wise and what that value has brought to the franchise, but dudes like that 
are so important when teams talk about the culture they have in the room. You have to have guys like this. And not everybody's fortunate enough to have even a guy like this, like to have a, a Yadier Molina type, right? Like the Giants had Buster Posey, and that was great. And they also had Mad Bum for a while. Mad Bum left town. And they had Matt Cain for a while, but Matt Cain, it wasn't this long storied relationship like it is with Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina right now. And so to have two of those guys there for that long, kind of taking care of the position player side of things and the pitcher side of things. And you can go back and look at the lineage of each one of those positions and you understand why it's been the way it's been. Cause you go, you know, you think about Matt Carpenter, you think about Mike Matheny and so on and so forth, Matt Morris. I mean, there's just, the list goes on. Um, but to see Wayno and Yachty at the end of it, still doing what they're doing, having created the the vibe in that room that they have for over a decade plus like that's just it's it's shit like that that i hope people truly appreciate about our sport and little things in it like this that don't happen everywhere you just don't get it so it it can be bigger than an organization um because it's two guys who have done what they've done with this club and that right there is is uh is something to celebrate Sure is. It's uh, truly a magical season for the for the damn Cardinals. The damn Cardinals. Well, I mean, because those three old guys all all coming out like that, and then uh-huh. plus with the two MVP candidates combined, it's it's it is a special year for those cards. Well, it's sort of reminiscent of what you saw the Giants do last year, right? You're getting you're getting really good seasons from guys that are what. Well, I guess numbers-wise, the seasons don't necessarily match up. I mean, well, obviously not. Buster Posey had a fucking career year, almost, uh, at, at the end of his season. Yachty is not having a career year offensively. But the fact that Yachty is still manning the post and doing what he's doing for the pitching staff and Adam Wainwright's throwing the ball the way he is, like, yeah, on top of Goldie and Arenado, like, it's fucking very, very solid. And then you got, oh, that's right, Albert Pujols. I mean, put a bow on it. Do you think he's going to do uh, hit 700? What, what were the odds? We put it just up on DK well, I, the I, other day. I've got some. Yeah, I'd like for him to. Plus 200 for yes? I'd really like for him to. Minus 285 for no. It would Those feel really, like pretty favorable odds for him it to would do really, it. Yeah, it would really uh. benefit me if he did it. <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I feel like the overall consensus. No, I can probably shoot it's true. I'm just saying the overall consensus amongst fans is like, oh, he's got this in the bag. He's on fire. But if you look at the odds, it's like chances are he won't get there, which will be a very. So it's it's a race between him and Judge. Who gets to five first? Or no, judge. What judge has fifty-five? Yeah, you fucking idiot. He needs seven. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, sorry, I got confused because Dallas I'm is at never the, a big school guy, never a big math guy. Well, no, if I'm looking at the the front page of <laughs> MLB.com, it's telling me that know. a sixty home run season is, is going to be the greatest season of all time now. 
I didn't. I haven't even read the article, but I just. I think that's why I. You're thought so five bitter. More. You're so bitter. No, I just explained to you why I thought five was the number because I remember yeah, seeing but the front you're page. So, you're so bitter that Aaron Judge is getting more love than Shohei. Bitter isn't the word. No, you're disappointed. Bitter. Disappointed. Nope. It's 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 both. Uh, yes, I, I'd think be lying that, I think if that I your disappointment is causing what? bitterness. An overwhelming sense of disappointment. Mm-hmm. An overwhelming sense of disappointment because. Because people, and it's tough because a lot of older players too, a lot of players and a lot of current players are, are just like, like, look, they, they ask the same question I asked and I don't want to get into this again, but they're like, there, you're not allowed to, there's a ban. Like, man, like is, is the season so much better than Vladdy's last year? That's the yeah. question that people keep asking me and, and I keep explaining to them kind of how that would work. Like. I don't know if, if it's not even twice as better, which you think it would have to be. Oh, man, it's, it's tough to see in all those unanimous votes just completely flip flopping. But apparently that has been the case, which mm. for me leaves a lot of people with a vote in a position to have to answer some questions. But that is what it is. You done? I'm done. I, okay. I haven't. Well, let's haven't talk started. about this. Talk about the Shohei Cy Young then. No, we can't talk about that. Well, that's our loop. Yes, you can. That's a completely different argument. <laughs> he's he's got the I think second best WAR for pitching mm-hmm. in the AL mm-hmm. behind. Go- I don't think that Gosman? I don't think that like WAR is something that you should look at for pitchers really or hitters nope. or hitters. Nope. Nope. But that's that. But that's that's everyone's using that to say Judge is better because of his war, which is so fucking. I don't say it's ridiculous because I don't blame anyone for thinking that because I think we just kind of like blindly follow war. It's an easy yes. It's a lazy and easy argument to stand on because you don't have to get into the nuance of it not being or of it being flawed. Like if if you just choose not to address it. Then for some reason, people are like, okay, yeah, we just won't talk about it being a flawed statistic and it having huge gaps in it. Like, we won't talk about that. We're just going to take it to be the end all because that's what it represents is the end all. It's just because you you can't compare because Shohei does two things. So you can't just put their stats and then come up with it's like pretty arbitrary people. And people are, instead of acknowledging that and appreciating it, people are punishing the individual for it. Punish, they're, they're choosing not to address the fact that that's reality and then only trying to compare a guy who does one thing to a guy who does both, but they're only using one of those things that he does. Yeah. And then I, they want to throw out, well, if you combine them both, and and then the argument again is, if you understood it, you would realize that he's being punished offensively because he doesn't, quote unquote, play a defensive position, which, again, I'm explaining to you is pretty. I feel like we're ridiculous. going into the ban again. I feel like we're going into the ban again. You're you're making the argument for MVP. <laughs> and no. if you want to talk about Shohei Cy Young, you could do that. We were Stop. just talking about it. But Stop dude, ramming. It's- 
Shohei's down people's throat. This is why it, people hate him. I wouldn't say no one hates. Him. First of all, it's the number people one. Are tired it's of the him. most number one, most Jared, interesting you know story. What? You know what? I'm, it's a historical I'm exercising race. the ban here. We're gonna yeah. move on. We're gonna move on. People no. hate this. People that listen to this podcast genuinely hate this discussion. It happens it. every fucking and, show. And you know what? And I'll, I'll say this: I. People don't like don't, being screamed at about how good Shohei is. They don't want that. No one's screaming at them about how good he is. You are. If you choose to not appreciate what's happening, that's a different conversation that we're having. Do you understand? I'm not ramming any statistical numbers down your throat. I'm explaining to you the argument that people, people are choosing to not have. People don't need to be explained this. The, that, they know. And, and all I'll tell you is that there's no, they don't. They and don't know how war works. It. They don't know how war works. No one knows how that shit works. Jared. No yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah. Well, when there's two different formulas, no, like no, if no, you're a baseball on, fan, let's, let's, you're like, oh, he leads the league in war. And then you have to ask a question of like, well, is it baseball reference or is it fan graphs? And then when when I've asked, because what was that? I forget what year it was. I did some sort of like deep dive on uh, not just wins above replacement, but uh, which statistics teams like front offices value the most. And then, like, that's when I found out, like, yeah, like, baseball teams don't even look at war because front offices develop their own formulas based on what they personally oh, value wow. the most. Wow. So, yeah, wow. Like, like, if you want to, like, you so, can't, so, so you, you can, like, I don't mind using, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I don't know that, like, they're, like, there's obviously the corner of like baseball nerd internet that they some of them prefer one formula over the other. I'm just telling you, the listener, that actual MLB teams don't even use war because they've developed their own formulas based on what they think is more valuable. But both versions just uh, undervalue Shohei so much because what it is, I don't think people understand. It's like Judge basically gets double the points for hitting a home run than Shohei. That's an exaggeration, but it's more war for hitting a home run. They can both hit a home run. Judge gets a lot more just because he plays center field and the mm -hmm. average center fielder doesn't hit as many home runs. So Judge is basically getting rewarded because he, they're saying he's more valuable because he can play a hard defensive position while being a fucking massive power hitter, which is so rare. So it's very yep. valuable. But Shohei does that times 10 because he does that as a pitcher, but gets zero reward whatsoever because technically, even when he is pitching, he's a DH. So, not he get, actually gets minus points because the DH has the most, their hitting stats are the best. So, they're, it's basically he gets less points because of what other people are doing. It doesn't have that, anything to do with it too. And that is what the conversation is. Is about Jared. It's not about numbers. You can't even. I talk. I don't about care this, about this conversation anymore. I, I really talk don't. about this with pitchers all the time. We can't talk about throwing. We talk about this every episode. I don't things. care. I don't if care. You can't, well, I'm not. Well, then I want to talk about it. In, I want to talk about it in November when it's award season. It's just such a fucking tired conversation now. It's but like it's every for me, every for me, this is a hill episode. that I'll die on. As a, as a, as somebody we who know. has played the game at the highest level. 
I'm not going to let some fucking nerd with a fucking calculator tell me <laughs> that the motherfucker that every one of those cocksuckers would draft first overall is not as valuable as some motherfucker playing center field hitting homers. We can appreciate what they're both doing, but at no point in time am I going to let you tell me that a man who's in a Cy Young conversation as well as hitting 30 plus fucking we homers know. and 80 plus RBIs you is say not this valuable. every episode. We because know. every episode it gets shit on. Every episode again. No, shit on because it's, one of those it's because we get it. We get way. it. Not gonna we happen get with it. me. Not gonna happen with me. Every happen. episode, we don't need to hear about it. We don't well, need bring, to well, hear don't about bring it. Up. Don't bring it up. I did it. You, you did. You cannot bring it up because it's by far the most interesting, biggest story. It's like the two. It's like two you of the best talk, seasons. You can talk about like literally. This started as like the talking about the Cy Young. Like you can talk about. Him and being a great pit. Once no, you start no, comparing no, him problem. to Aaron that's Judge, Dude, that's when you it's tired. You don't get to tell me how I'm going to talk about a multi-dimensional player. But it's you don't get so to tell repetitive. Me that I'm not going to talk about everything he does. It's the same the conversation problem. every you time. Wanna, you don't want to face it. People don't want to face it. Oh, can we just talk about it what has he nothing does to do with me? I'm just no, telling you that no, like can't. the feedback from the listeners is enough. Tap don't out. Care. We get <laughs> don't it. Care. Don't care. I do. I care about what the listeners want to hear. I do. Listeners love it. Don't lie. Yeah. It's just, it's the same fucking thing over and over and over again. Like that's where, like when I talk about Shohei fatigue, that's what I'm talking about. It's like people just want to watch him and be in awe and they, they don't want it rammed down their throat about how great it is. If that were true, that'd be one thing. That is true. Hmm. People don't like, I don't. I and don't want to be to told how great this person or that, that person is true, right? Yeah, I mean, like that's based well, it's on not literal, true, like, and I won't do that. So we're at an impasse. Yeah, but it's just like it's. I don't know. I I get it. All the people that that listen and are like, enough with the fucking like show. Hey, like we get it. Like it, if it was something different, like if he had achieved a new milestone, or it's like, oh, he. <laughs> Did oh, this you mean, or you that. mean like you did earlier this year when he became the first player in Major League history to win 10 games and hit 30 homers? But we don't want to talk about that. Or, or we did what talk side about of that, that do you want to talk about? We like, did talk about that. You can miss me with it. Miss, you know what? Don't bring it up ever again. I Not didn't. Not a single time. I didn't bring it up. Not a single time. Who brought, who brought up Shohei today? It wasn't no me. No judge, no Shohei. We'll not talk about either one of those dudes for the rest of the year. That'll make the most sense. It's if it's repetitive, then it's it's redundant. Like what if you've most, already had right. the conversation, then you've already had the conversation. So is Shohei. Shohei's also going to make more starts on the mound. So we just won't talk about it. Sure. Uh, when it's something different or interesting. Yeah. Dumb. Bring it up. But well, when it's just the brought same up an shit where it was every time. And apparently that didn't fit the narrative either. So that's fine. what was different. I just told you about his record setting performance. The homers and the wins. That wasn't recently that like he's at what no. 33 now. That was like a few episodes ago. Right. I'm saying things that we've talked about that aren't redundant. That was a point. Yeah, I said enough with the MVP discussion. It's just it's exhausting. I have a new point and something I picked up on. Show What is it, Joe? This is could be kind of concerning for the listeners and uh, baseball large. Shohei's right hand, left hand. I think it's a little banged up. I've been watching his swings and he's been shaking it like this after he swings. And after, even though yesterday he hit a bomb, he went like this. So he's doing this with a hurt hand. 
It won't affect his has pitching. Been, has he been jammed af- recently? I don't know that. I don't know, but it looks like there's a little bit of a hand thing going on. It could Did be you slow ask him, Joe. Could be slow playing him. I think he's faking it. But I mean, I'm watching. <laughs> he's faking it. He could he's be slow playing him. him. He's baiting <laughs> yeah. him. He's baiting him. Throw me inside pitches. Come Boom. on with that heater. Let me fucking they, whack that shit. They both hit a home run yesterday. I get it. We don't want to talk about it too much. No, that's, that shit's I will done. Say, that shit's I done. Will say, that shit's done. It is by far the most interesting thing going on. It's like two I know, of the, and we're not going to talk the, about it. We 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 could talk. We we are talking about it, even though Jared doesn't want. We're you know everybody's happy. We could. It's we did, the, it's we, it's <laughs> the tone in which you do it. Like no one wants to be told that they're wrong for how they feel about the way that they watch baseball. And like, nobody, nobody. That do you remember me outlining? This argument, the very first fucking thing I said was the beauty about this conversation is you don't get to tell me how I value this player and what I think about him, and I don't get to tell you how you value your player. That is how I outlined this conversation to start with. That's the premise this entire conversation has had under. So when I talk about what I think about a player, one, again, it's coming from a personal place of experience. And understanding what it would be like to have a player serve that role at the highest level. I personally know what that would be like. So that's where my experience is coming from. When we talk about fandom, I will not put aside my personal and professional experience when I formulate my opinion. So if it comes off as I might know a little something more. Do I get the benefit of the doubt for actually having put the fucking uniform on and for actually having experienced what these players are doing? Because if I don't, then we don't need to have the conversation. You're right. Not at all. Because we're just some fans talking about baseball. I'm just saying it's repetitive. There's no denying that that's repetitive. But when you have the guy chasing one of the most hallowed franchise history marks in baseball, as well as chasing an American League home run mark, and he's doing that in the face of a guy who has done what he's done now for the second year in a row, which is a season full of shit that nobody else has ever done in the history of the game, it becomes very tough to not have a repetitive conversation surrounding both of these record-setting seasons. I am here for every bit of what Aaron Judge is doing. And I have said so many times that as a member, as literally a member of the same community, knowing what our community is feeling right now with the season this fucking dude is having, I don't want to say I'm torn, but the reality is I want this dude to hit 75 homers. I want him to shit on the fucking record. I would love to see that. And at the same time, I just want people to remember that what you're seeing with one player is something your great-grandfather, their great-grandfather, never fucking saw. And we've talked about it like we have, and we're at the point where we're getting tired of it one year in to the greatest exhibition of baseball talent we've ever seen. That's all. I want to know what, what I feel like people... I mean, we all agree that like Judge is going to break the sixty-two mark. That's pretty much seems he's on shut. pace for sixty-three, right? What's he on pace for? Um, he's only sixty-three. 
No, no I think it was like it was like sixty four. I mean, he fucking hit a home run in like five straight games. See, I was about to say, dude, could he hit seventy? Because it's it it's literally every game. No, I don't. I don't think that no. he can hit seventy. <sighs> he has fifty five in. Uh, 133 but what's the team game 137 55 home runs and Shohei is second in the AL with 33 only a 22 home run difference yeah and and think about this uh, if you want to go back and look at some of the, like this isn't to get into the um, the skewing of perspective, but there's been some He's on pace for 65. 164.9. Ridiculous seasons in the past. Some egregious MVP voting that has occurred. And I'll point out a season, 1942. Guy by the name of Joe Gordon won the mm-hmm. MVP over Ted Williams. Okay. You can go look up those numbers and what you understand. Well, I'll ask you, Jared. Jared, what was Ted Williams standing with the writers at the time? Uh, they fucking hated him and he hated them too. Okay. And so a man that was not liked by the media. And a man that didn't like the media back lost out in an MVP race to a man who played for the New York Yankees. And that race really wasn't even close. As far as statistics go, just an absolute bloodbath of a comparison. And that had happened multiple times. So. When we talk about narrative and the baseball romance and the conversations around these awards, that's the shit I'm here for. I love that. I love that. That's why the passionate argument about this shit, Jared, I love. And that's why I'll have the conversation every fucking time. It's when you start to ignore certain things that are reality, like the narrative of the media driving voting, blah, 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 blah. You you can't ignore those things. And those are conversations that are allowed to be had as well. And those are things that do factor into these things. But I mean, it sounds like it sounds like you you want to, like, make this case to the writers, but instead it's being made to, like, the listeners who already know how good Shohei is. No, it's a it's a I guess it's just me asking the world, like, in real time, like, do we see what's happening? Like we see, like we, I don't know. Like, are you, are you aware that this is how shit goes? Like, this is just, if they want it one way, they're going to get it one way. And it doesn't matter what actually unfolds. It's almost like there's going to be a predetermined winner based on what the media wants or what the machine wants. You're, you're basing this largely off of Vegas betting odds, having judge being a heavy favorite right now. Kind of. <clears throat> that doesn't mean he's a slam dunk to win, though. 
Well, you think that you think the wise Vegas? guys are talking to fucking Joel Sherman and John Heyman? <laughs> I, I, I'm not making any accusations on that front. All, all, all I'm all I'm saying is, it's just crazy to think that this kind of shit has happened in the past, and we're no farther from it now than we were then. And I, I would hate, like, I, I, I want to be able to have the conversation about what these guys are doing, but I want it to be, I, I want there to be like some level-headed and understanding behind it. And it just doesn't seem like that's ever possible to Joey's point, because there's people who don't understand the game on a certain level and that are just crying war, war, war. And then they don't want to hear anything in return. And then when that, like when the narrative doesn't suit that, that's why I've brought up everybody shitting on the value of what the guy does on Otani's side, saying it's not worth anything. Like if you look at the leaderboards for his organization, it's him. But then you're going to tell me that his team sucks. And well, if you don't want to hear my argument about, well, his team isn't as good as the other team that the other guy's on. Like, can we even have the conversation? Can we continue to move forward? No, we can't. And that's where the frustration comes in. <coughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm rooting for both guys. I don't, uh, I don't get in the middle of that when you get the fucking Yankee fans who are uh, tired of hearing about Shohei. And then you have people that are like, well, you know, Aaron Judge, like they have the Hank Aaron Award. It's like, well, he plays center field too. He plays defense. Like it's not like, uh, well, it's, it's so hard to, to your have. Point, to your point, they have a DH award. See, like when you say stuff like that, I have a choice. I can either sit quiet and not say anything. Or I could remind you that they have a DH award. So to the argument about him playing center field, no, the Hank Aaron award, that is his. Why? Because he is a fucking player. He plays a great center field and he mashes like Joey said. He doesn't just mash. They've got an award for that guy. It's called the Edgar Martinez award. They're going to give the guy who just hits, they're going to give him that award. But the guy who's the best hitter, You see, so like you can't just say shit and not address it when it comes up. Like that's how we have the conversation. But that's where people want to go. Oh well, never mind that. Well, never mind the reality that that's that that's the case. Okay, we'll move on from the fact that there's an award specifically designed to acknowledge that type of production. We'll move on from that. I just don't care. I just want, like, I want, right. I, know. I want That's them the both to do well. To it. That's <laughs> not lazy. It's just like, I mean, like anytime that this conversation comes up, it just sucks the energy out of the podcast. Every oh, time. Yeah, dude, because you hate it. That's only because of you, dude. It's we only could be, We could be talking stats and Shohei Judge for fucking hours. Yeah, we could. But we could. It, it just has to be done I, I in find. like an open way. Not like a, hey, you're wrong if you feel this way. Like, you're not like there's plenty of people out there that think the judge should be MVP. I'm not going to tell those people that they're fucking idiots. No, they're not idiots. He leads. He leads in fucking every offensive category. That yeah, is the no, truth. That mm-hmm. is the truth. Shohei's, How do you that Shohei's top three or five in all those categories while being a pitcher? And that's my point. I think that sums it up for me is that he's the, it, not as good as a hitter, but he's a better pitch than he is hitter. And if he's top five in everything hitting and then top 
two or three in pitching, then it's like that's the difference maker. You're right. That's and then me. from there, and from Joey saying that right there, the conversation goes one or two ways. You either believe that the statistical value is greater, or you're believing that having a guy doing what Shohei is doing at the rate he's doing it on both sides matters. And to my point at the very beginning, I am nobody to tell you that whichever road you pick there, whether you go right at the fork or left at the fork, I am nobody to tell you that you're right or wrong for doing that. I said that the very first time we had this conversation. So again, when we make the argument, me specifically, I'm coming from a place of experience and I'm also coming from a place where I believe his overall production the way he's producing right now, doing both things, is otherworldly. And the record books back that up. That's what I'm saying. And we're allowed to have that conversation because it's a good one. Yeah. I saw the, the numbers like since the All-Star break. Aaron Judge is hitting 340. The rest of the Yankees are hitting 207. <laughs> Aaron Judge has hit 21 home runs. The rest of the Yankees have hit 32. The next most homers in the in baseball in the second half is fucking 13. Judge has Aaron, 20, Judge is in another world, dude. Aaron Judge's on-base percentage is 481. The rest of the Yankees is 275. Aaron Judge's slugging percentage is 823. The rest of the Yankees is 322. Not and that team's in good. first place. That's what happens when you the- lose Carpenter. <laughs> what do you expect? Well, they were... Yeah. Yeah, think, think about the run. Uh, what are those numbers for? Are those numbers as we sit right now? The, uh, it, was, it was a graphic that they showed during one of his at-bats yesterday. So. Yeah, since, since when, though? The All-Star break. Since the All-Star break. Okay. So, but when were their most successful months? Prior to the All-Star break. (laughs) May, June. So when they built up that big lead that they're kind of resting on right now. Yeah. Right? Okay. So is it fair to say that the New York Yankees during that time period were an overall better team than they are right now? For sure. I wonder what those numbers look like team-wise for the Yankees compared to what the numbers look like for the Angels during that time frame. And then even now since the All-Star break. You could probably look that up. Because, again, Shohei represents to his team what Judge represents to his team. But then if you look up the pitching page, Shohei's there too. I still think that Shohei is going to win. Think he's going to win. I I do not. I think I uh, if if Judge hits sixty five homers, <laughs> let's just say he hits sixty five, because I think people keep talking about the record. If he hits sixty two, if he hits sixty five home runs and doesn't win the MVP, I don't know. <laughs> like 
Would anyone be well, super disappointed you, if he won? Like, what, what, like even if, he, no, no, even no, if you on. can appreciate everything that Shohei can do from a baseball perspective, uh-huh. like, are you really going to be like, damn, like 65 home runs. That's a, that's a great year, but it wasn't what Shohei did. And, and I would say, and so, this is me honestly speaking, I would look at that and say, don't know that we'll see another total offensive season like what Aaron Judge just did. It would be really hard for me to ignore a guy who's top three, maybe top five in Cy Young conversation, as well as a top five offensive producer in that same league. And ignore that. Yeah. Like I get it. It's it's a it's a it's a record. You're right. It's a it's he a record. could end up with double the amount of home runs that Shohei hit though. Which is well, if you look at look about, at the history, dude. Mark McGuire hit seventy. You, Joey. He didn't win MVP say, that year. Sosa yeah. did. And why did Sosa <laughs> win the MVP? Because he carried the fucking Cubs. Yeah. Right? He's the one who carried the Cubs. So Sosa did not hit the did not hit the That's bench. crazy, by the way. He didn't set the record. McGuire did. That's what that's exactly what I was gonna say. Thank you, Joey. That's crazy. So, they got like, that one wrong. That's the argument for <laughs> But it goes both point. ways. Cause you could say, oh well, Sammy Sosa hit whatever fucking how many home runs he hit that year, sixty whatever, and didn't win it. Still more than yeah, judge. Sixty six. Yeah, he had sixty six. First player to hit sixty plus three years in a row. Yeah. Seventy home runs didn't win MVP. Seventy <laughs> didn't win MVP, Jared. Seventy. Seventy. And remember that's because cool someone number, else hit sixty six though. If Shohei cool hits thirty five, hey. that's a little bit different. And 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 then I feel like that's where the conversation ends with Shohei, and it's like, oh shit, we got to remember the dude that we're like, oh, but he hit half as many as this guy. That dude is he's also got a fin- in like, the Cy Young conversation. So that guy's right, also so in he, the Cy Young conversation. He's probably gonna what finish top five Cy Young potentially. Yeah, I mean, so with, like that's with, almost like the same as like, all right, if he hits thirty three home runs, then like tack on another fucking thirty three home runs. Like that's the equivalent. Yeah. He's definitely gonna get top five. Yeah, he's locked in. I'd say. I'm just. I'm more curious to see how it goes down. Like if Judge hits 65 and Shohei hits 35, and he's uh he's got like top five Cy Young. I mean, he could even win it. I mean, I I just don't envy their position. Like that's a very that's a tough call to make. That's why last month is gonna be crazy, dude. Mm -hmm. A lot of crazy shit going. It's a big month for both of these guys. For everybody, it's a big month. Oh, for everybody. trust me! Like if you're if you're not watching, if you're not glued to a fucking Aaron Judge at bat or a Shohei Otani at bat or outing, like if you're not dialed into one of those at all times, I, I you're doing it wrong. Yeah, definitely. It is very cool to to catch one live. So it feel it feels like catching a fish. Like yeah. seeing a Shohei <laughs> or a Judge Homer live this year has felt like ah, oh, we got one. Like yep. I, it's it's been fun because yeah, almost like yeah. you. When it, when you have a guy come to the plate who everyone in the park is like, he mm-hmm. needs to hit a homer here, or we want to see a homer here, and then he does, like, that's pretty fucking cool. And, uh, same thing with pool holes, dude. It's like it's three guys where you watch every single at oh, yeah. and then or pitching performance. Well, because you feel just, like you're calling it right, because like you're like I'm watching this because he's fucking going deep, yeah, and yeah. you basically are just telling the world that. But it's just you and your fucking dog, and you're like, "Yeah, we did it!" Ah! Yeah. <laughs> it does. It feels feels fucking awesome. Yeah, that that home run that he hit in Anaheim when he had been walked. It was like an eighth inning homer, 
to make it, I think, 4-3. It was like 4-2, bases empty, eighth inning. Had been intentionally walked twice before that. And I'm like, oh, they're going to pitch to him? Oh, big mistake here. And then he fucking <laughs> just hammers a bomb to dead center. Right. You're like, yeah. Like, why that does he makes not, total sense why that happened. Why does he not get walked every single fucking time? No one on the Yankees can hit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she'd be walked. That, and time. and look, that is that is one of the things that I hope doesn't happen. Is that they're just? I like, think it would have happened by now. Because what so, series so did he Which fucking? Is, uh, hey, just I'm gonna tell you right in. now. I'm gonna tell you right now. That's a that's a conversation. That's a conversation around the cage. Why yeah. the fuck is this dude still seeing pitches? Right. And that's why when I when we talked about it last time, and you're like, oh, don't you want to be a part of history? No. Fuck you! I am not signing up to be on your fucking homer list. Kiss my ass. Well, I, unless if you're on a team that's not playing for anything, who fucking cares? No, me still. No, thank you. <laughs> I'd also just for like, say I'm on the A's, for example, say I'm on like a shitty team like the A's. You could be on the Red I Sox. would want to know where I <laughs> match up. Just as bad. That's like a that's like a, a the measuring stick. For sure. But at wouldn't, point, wouldn't you want to be able to say I struck out Aaron Judge that season that he hit 65? Like, I actually well, struck him out that year. What about who was it yesterday on the Twins who struck him out? No. Was that Joe Ryan? Or it was there? No, it was a pitcher who first big league start struck out Judge first at bat and was like, every, their family was like, fuck, holy shit. Next at bat, Judge fucking takes one Homer. deep off him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but that's like I mean, a cool thing to say. Like I faced Aaron Judge when he hit like a billion home runs, struck him out, and gave yeah. up a home run. Like that's I, I just I think cool. Than- this like hitters, hitters have it easier in this day and age because society has now accepted the strikeout. So me mm. putting you in the book doesn't me putting you in my book doesn't mean as much as you putting me in your book as a hitter. You take me deep and. It's like, oh, well, what do I, I can't argue anything there. You fuck it. You jumped me. You got me, right? I punch you out. What's your excuse? <clears throat> Buddy, I fucking punch out 180 times a year. Yeah. You're nobody I mean, you, you made the point earlier about like, yeah, it means a little bit different when you can actually speak from experience. And like the year that Alex Bregman was second in the majors in offensive war, I mean, I fucking struck him out, but he also <laughs> took me deep. So like, I, I know what you're saying. Like, I get it. Like, that was a year where like, I wasn't going to bag. I knew he was really good. I wasn't going to back down from the challenge like a little bitch and be like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to walk him. So I was like, all right, let's, let's see what you got. Fucking punch his ass out. And like, maybe he hit a home run after that. Again, that, you, you, you definitely got a strike on him. The strikeout. <laughs> one, one strike towards the strikeout. Yes. There was a strikeout. So like, <laughs> I know, I know what it feels like, but. I've been in that position before and I made the decision to face the guy. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I could have been like, you know what? Pass. But I was like, get in the fucking box and let's see what you got. And Mitch you paid the bitch. price. You yep. paid the price. <clears throat> I struck him out. And so. now, now you're internet famous. Now I made him famous. Yeah. That was basically when his career <laughs> took off. <laughs> that's 2019 when, that's was the, probably one of the best years of his life. <laughs> that's when the star really started to shine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... That's all I get to say about that. Uh, speaking of striking out Shohei, though, uh, Colby Clemens. Yeah. <laughs> First big league strikeout. Going to need that base. Shohei Otani. What a nasty pitch. Got the ball back. Shohei signed it for him. Yeah. Inscribed it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he has, he's the one guy who has the best argument against the Shohei MVP. It's like actually being a hitter and pitcher is pretty fucking easy. I just struck out, I just struck out the guy who's best at it. Yeah. I mean, Brett Phillips has entered the chat for fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a lot of guys who have, who have an argument here. If we're just, if we're being completely unbiased, there's a lot of guys we have to start to pull into this conversation. Right. I mean, does Pujols get get votes for MVP? Does Yadier, does Yadier Molina? Yadier he Molina? just went deep. He just went deep. I don't know if Yadi has those numbers, but I think Pujols has. Pujols the, just hit a homer. The pitching numbers. Shut up. Pujols hit one right now. Uh, Jared, no, uh, no, 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 Yadi. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's actually bigger news, honestly. No shade. No well, especially shade, on no on yeah on Yadi and Wayno Day. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Respect that shit. <sighs> All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, Juan Soto getting booed in San Diego. We have problems with that? I don't think that it's wise of the fan base to boo him before he signs an extension there. Players remember that, especially, you know, I don't think he's ever been booed in D.C., uh, he's two for his last twenty-eight over the last nine ball games. Those are, I mean, do they have? That's a not Joey Gallo territory. Do they? Do they have a reason to boo him? Yeah, I think they're more upset with the overall, like, like fuck, like Josh Bell hasn't been great. Uh, we're twenty games out. Uh, we are in a playoff spot, which is great, but that you know, it, we're still not in a position of power by any means. We're not the top wild card spot. Uh, Tatis just got suspended for steroids. We're kind of like the laughing stock of baseball because we traded for Juan Soto and didn't really like strap a rocket to our ass after that. So I think it's more of a collection of frustrations than just like, come on, Juan Soto, we gave up a huge package for you. Like you should be hitting 378 with a 1250 OPS. Yeah, they're just they're just angry. They're just frustrated. They have every right to be. I think fan frustration. Yeah, how do you explain that? It's like everyone goes there and gets worse. Mm. I think when you when you build that kind of collection of stars, like if you're used to being the guy, that's probably exhausting. I'm sure it's a challenge that a lot of guys welcome. But if you're the guy on your team. And then you go to a team where like everyone's kind of the guy. It's like, oh, I can take my foot off the gas a little bit. Like we got we got so and so like here. Like, you know, I don't have to try as hard. I'm not like far and away the best player on this team. I'm one of the best players on the team. I'm sure that that psychologically that would make sense. Like if you go from the Nats to the Padres when it's like, yeah, fucking Machado's over there. This is where and this is where, again, scouting comes into play. Advanced scouting. Having an idea of who these guys are before you bring them into the big leagues and knowing how they respond to shit. And you're only going to be able to feel that out to a certain extent. But if you know you've got a room full of stars, studded talent, how do those guys get along with other stars? Is this going to be a group that is ready to come together? Or is this going to be a group that is going to be jockeying for their individual place on the totem pole for a while to the point where? This isn't chemistry that we're creating. It's friction that we're creating. Um, and, and that's not the case right now. It's not like it's a bad spot to be. But success helps a lot of that. And 
failures help a lot of that compound. And right now, that's what's happening is Juan Soto not having a good run. Everything you laid out, Jared, about where the team's at, all that energy is kind of compounding, but that all goes away once October comes and you get to start fresh again. And I I think that is kind of what the Padres need to do, figure out a way to limp to and through this finish line and kind of just take a cold shower and, and get ready for October. But you can't just get ready for October without taking care of business to get you to October. So the one Soto skid, that's probably going to have to change. Queen Elizabeth died. So what Queen, is, Queen what, Elizabeth II. Why are you laughing, man? Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> now you are. Was, now sounds like a laugh and a giggle. Now nah, you're laughing. I'm sad. That's what happens when I'm sad. I don't know how to. I don't know how to react to such sad news. Well, pour one out for the royal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That all we got? <laughs> I think so, right? <laughs> I I mean I don't I I can't go on anymore if with this news. <laughs> Let's just wrap it up. You guys want to Let's just this? wrap it up. You guys want to get us some Shohei Judge MVP talk? <laughs> uh, I'm no. I'm gonna go to bed. I think. You good. Big, yeah, big, big start for Shohei on Saturday. Huge, big start. Take your tired internet to bed with you. Who who are the Angels playing this weekend? The Astros. Astros. Strobes. Damn. All right. Enjoy your uh, weekend of baseball. A lot of great matchups. Send us your pictures of Blue Moon. And uh, we will be back on Tuesday next week. I have to to shoot something on Monday morning, which is usually when we record Baseball is Dead. So we're going to record Monday night instead. So you'll either get it late Monday or early Tuesday, the next episode. Appreciate you listening. And we'll see you then. We out.